Welcome to the Bible Conversation Podcast with Chris, Dan, and Dylan. Let's have a conversation. Welcome back to Bible Conversations. This is Chris Carrillo. Today we're going to be talking about our favorite Bible verses, something that I am incredibly excited about. Uh, we've also got uh, Dan Lang and Dylan Bruce with us. You guys want to say hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, hello, hello. All right. Well, to go ahead and kick it off, you know, I, I don't know if we're supposed to have a favorite Bible verse or if that's uh, not a good thing, but I know that there's some verses that, that stick out to me more so than others. Uh, you know, there's one in Joshua that talks about meditating in the word day and night, one in Esther that, you know, how do you not know you've been chosen for this thing? But the verse that, that really sticks out to me more than any other and has for a while uh, comes from the book of Galatians. And it's in Galatians chapter 6 in verse 2. And, you know, this, this verse sticks out to me a lot, I guess, in part because I've gone through so many burdens in my life and I've had so many people help carry it that that's what I want to help do for others. But we'll go ahead and read the verse here. This is from the English Standard Version. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So, you know, again, I, I really like this verse just because one, bearing one another's burdens, you know, the, the word bear there is actually used uh, in another place in scripture. And it says Jesus bore his cross up to, uh, uh, I'm blanking on the name, up to where he was going to be Calvary. crucified. <laughs> Calvary. Thank you. Um, I was thinking of Golgotha, the place of the skull, but that's anyway. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's, he's, it's the same verb right it's the same greek word that's used to bear and so as we think about that right like we're to help carry each other's burdens just as christ carried our sins right we're we're to do the same thing for one another and in so doing that we fulfill the law of christ and as we read about earlier in galatians if you go back through it the law of christ is the law of freedom right it's the law of choice the law of liberty it's as, as it's mentioned in hebrews it's the freedom that you have when you are in christ to to live your life according to, to God's will, not being trapped by sin. And so anyway, that, that verse right there is just, it's one of my favorites. It's something that I am really passionate about and that I love. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on that verse, Dylan? I'll go to you first. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, sharing that with us, Chris. Um, one of the things that my mind started to think about as you shared that with us um, is what do you think it means by burdens? Are we talking um, like, like, the things in our physical lives, things um, that just are, are wearing us down as we're going through life, you know, trying to trying to go through it with our families, uh, with our jobs, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but does it, is it that, or is it spiritual things, you know, struggling with sin, um, struggling with trying to, to stay on the path, follow Christ, obey him, or is it both? Um, you know, that, that's just some of the things I was thinking about. Cause if we're to bear one another's burdens together, that means that that we're going through the things that that our brothers and sisters are going through with them. Um, so, I mean, I, I posed that question to you, but I'm going to go ahead and answer the question um, before I give it back to you. I, I think it is both. I think it is um, things in our in our physical lives. You know, when when work gets us down, when um, when we're really struggling it with our families, you know, um, Chris and I don't have kids, but Dan, maybe when your kids aren't listening, you know, uh, Chris and I need to bear that, that burden with you. We need to be there for you. We need to 
encourage you. Um, but also spiritually when we are struggling spiritually, man, when it is hard to, to, to find the will to, to study scripture together, when it's hard to find that will to say, you know, I've got nothing else um, or, or to block out everything else on Wednesday nights. So I can study scripture, you know, when, when those times are hard, when it's hard to put our spiritual lives first, we need to bear that with one another. We need to be there for one another. We need to encourage one another. The, the, those are just some of the thoughts that, that came to mind as I, as you were uh, reading through that, Chris. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. I think it is both. And I think it's both in part because the spiritual and physical nature of our lives are intertwined. Um, you know, our, the physical things that happen to us can affect our spiritual well-being. And our spiritual well-being and the things that happen to us spiritually can also affect what happens to us physically. And so I, I think it is both. Um, you know, and we are, we are not of this world, right? Like we're in it, but we're not of it. But we have to bear and we have to deal with the, the problems that this world brings. And as we go through this life, you know, the, the death of somebody, right? The, the loss of a friend, the uh, change of a job or loss of a job, whatever it may be, right? Those things are all physical things that happen, but they also affect us in not all physical ways, right? And sometimes spiritual ways. And we have to be there with those people who are struggling with that to lift them up. And, and as you were talking about, you know, being there on Wednesday nights or being there on Sunday morning Bible class or whatever the case may be, just making sure that we're encouraging one another to be a part of anything that happens within the, within the brotherhood, right? Luke at verse one, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness, right? If anyone's caught in any transgression, well, if we're spiritual, we should be restoring people, right? Like that's our job as Christians. That's, that's how we help to fulfill the law of Christ is by restoring people. So yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's a hundred percent both. Dan, you got any thoughts there? Well, to something Dylan said earlier, uh, kids are a burden every day, <laughs> <laughs> but a wonderful one. Well, that's what I was going to say as a follow-up. They are a wonderful burden. And that's the unique uh, thing about, um, carrying burdens is that, you know, I don't think of my kids as a burden. I think because even though I recognize there are certainly times when it is a burden, you know, the, uh, the burden is outweighed by the joys. And so I think when you are engaging in this, this bearing one another's burdens, maybe you don't even see it that way, even though technically it certainly is. And probably before you jump in, it it's even more so because just the, oh, I got to, you know, get up early and help this person move, um, <laughs> you know, in this drenching hot Texas sweat. That's just unbearable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's but bad it, if your sweat is hot too. <laughs> yeah, did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> it's a hot Texas sweat. <laughs> I don't know what I say half the time. So and so you're but, not uh, wrong. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> By the way, I noticed, you know, it says so fulfill the law of Christ. Um, you know, in Galatians five, uh, verse fourteen, he says all the law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I think bearing one another's burdens is not just an extension of love, but it is synonymous with love. That yeah. is exactly what love is. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, anyway, I, I appreciate you guys discussing that with me. That's uh, it's, it's one of my favorite verses, and you guys both brought some, uh, I guess, some new lights uh, to it. And that's that's one of the beautiful things about talking about scripture. You know, is as you talk about it, somebody else is going to have a different viewpoint. It's not going to be necessarily wrong. It's not necessarily going to be right. It's just going to be different, and it's going to help you to understand the text better. And that's that's what we want. So um, anyway, I appreciate it. And um, uh, Dan, let's have you. Do you uh, you want to share your favorite verse? Yeah, um, you know, it's funny, you, you started by talking about how, is it right to have a favorite Bible verse, you know? <laughs> is it right to have a favorite Bible book or chapter? And uh, I've heard people answer that different ways, but I think the, the answer, because I've been so challenged by that too, when someone asked, well, what's your favorite Bible verse or book? And one time I remember hearing a preacher say, you know, usually my answer to that question is, whatever I'm studying whatever I'm looking at at the time. And I think that's so true. That's for mm-hmm. me, that's exactly it. It's, it's whatever I'm studying. It's whatever I'm into at the moment that, that, that always becomes my favorite Bible verse or Bible book chapter, whatever. So for me right now, it's, it's Exodus chapter three, you know, because that's what I'm going to be preaching this Sunday. And so it right now, it just happens to be my favorite Bible verse or chapter. And, uh, I think what I, I love about it, there's multiple verses that I love, but, um, uh, you know, it's just kind of like how the, the text flows. It, you know, it starts out in Exodus chapter three, talking about how Moses is tending the flock. And this Sunday night, I'm going to get more into the details of that. But basically, it starts out by revealing to us Moses' uh, inactivity, spiritually speaking. And I know that because in Acts chapter 7, I never really thought about this before. And that's why this is now my favorite Bible verse, passage of the Bible right now, is because in Acts chapter 7, uh, you know, it says that uh, he saw his brethren, you know, he, you know the story. He went and visited them and he saw them suffering wrong. And so he defended them. And then it says in Acts 7.25 that, he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand, but they did not understand. And so I'm revealing some of the sermon here this Sunday night, but you <laughs> oh, know, no. oh no, <laughs> you know, uh, it says there that he supposed that they would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand. So this never really occurred to me, I guess, but I, I believe that Moses knew his calling. 40 years before he was got called again, you know, and that, that just never really occurred to me that, uh, you know, the man Moses um, uh, had been called so long ago and then just kind of drifted into this inactivity, you know, this inaction. And that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about is taking action after inactivity, you know, and uh, uh, you know, so that that's kind of how this starts out. This whole chapter starts out with he's he's inactive. You know, he's he's he. We don't we have a lot of questions. Why didn't Moses go back? Or why didn't you know? That's why didn't he um, get back in the game and get back into action? You know, and he obviously I think he made a mistake by murdering the Egyptian. That wasn't God's will. So you know, kind of like how he hit the rock, you know, and that wasn't God's will either, you know, so he was supposed to deliver the Egyptians, but it definitely wasn't supposed to be that way. And so uh, in any case, 
you know, um, uh, he just probably got discouraged or maybe he was afraid now because um, now they want to kill him. And anyway, the, the reason it stands out to me, what I love about it is, you know, uh, after all these years of inactivity, uh, then you have the famous burning bush. And even after 40 years, God spoke to him again and said, Moses, Moses, you know, come back, basically, you know, come back. And, you know, even though we've been, even though he was inactive, even though he had been out all this time, you know, God still wanted him. And so it's a, it's just a great chapter about, I think about God's, the, the long suffering and uh, his faithful love uh, toward us that, you know, no matter how long we've been away, he still wants us. He still wants us. And, you know, no matter how many times we failed or, or, you know, sinned or stumbled, he, he still wants us, you know, and that's always such an encouragement, I think, uh, for anybody, uh, because we all stumble in many things, you know, like the Bible says, uh, but the Bible, like this chapter, especially, I think reminds us God still wants us, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's really cool, Dan. I've never actually thought about um, Moses's life from that perspective before, as in being inactive um, that time he was away in Midian. Um, you know, I, I mean, I remember even in fifth grade learning that you can break Moses's life into three 40-year segments, 40 years in Egypt, 40 years in Midian, and then 40 years um, with the Israelites. I mean, roughly 40 years each time, um, you know, back with the Israelites coming back to lead them out of Egypt. Um, but I've never thought of that middle portion of his life as being inactive, which honestly, it kind of was, it, it was not a, um, and, and what, whether that's due to, you know, God's timing, setting up the right, the right moment to, to send right. uh, Moses back or well, whatever it may be. Um, it's, it, I think it really is, is true for us in our lives as well. Um, and we need to ask ourselves the question, are we being inactive Are you know, are, am I, just sitting here tending my sheep am i just which is not a bad thing you know it's a very good thing to, to take care of your home to take care of your flock if you will but you know i mean it can be considered inactive spiritually if you're just focused on the homestead if you're just focused on the work right in front of you and not your spiritual goals not the journey that you're on with christ right right so I hope I'm not jumping into your lesson Sunday night too much, but I think that's really cool. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that as you're talking about, you know, him coming up to the burning bush and him seeing it and all of that made me think back kind of like, like Dylan was talking about and into the, the time that he was in Midian. And then it made me think a little further back as to what drove him there. Why was he inactive, right? If, if that's, and, and I do, I agree that he, he wasn't active again, the, the, the rationale and the reasoning that, you know, it's not time yet that yes, yeah, all true. But when you look at verse 14 of chapter two, uh, you know, this is one of the Hebrews talking to Moses. He answered, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Mm -hmm. Then Moses was afraid mm -hmm. and thought, surely the thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian. And so Moses stood up as, as, as you're saying, he knew what his calling was. He knew what he was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But the second that he encountered that trial and that tribulation, he fled. And I think that's in some senses an encouragement to us knowing that 
you know, God always wants us, but at the same time for us, it's not too late. You know, Moses had 40 years of essentially inactivity. You know, we've got during those well, 40 my years, lifetime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Double your lifetime, Dylan. Um, and you know, 40 years of inactivity that's, that's summed up essentially in what, 10 verses. Mm-hmm. And he came back and because he came back and because he chose God, we have his example. You know, we have all of the things that he was able to do. We have the Israelites being freed from slavery, all because he chose to come back. God's always there. Moses came back. And I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Dan, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I, th- I guess it's Dylan's turn, I think, right? It is. It is. Dylan, you're up. All righty. Well, um, turn your Bibles to Colossians chapter three. Um this is where my favorite verse is. And kind of like Dan was saying, you know, um, a preacher's favorite verse is whatever he's studying at the time. Um, <laughs> and that's definitely true. But um, so I, I guess if I was really talking about the one that I'm passionate about, the one that I'm, I'm really loving right now, um, that's actually the one I shared last week. So if you're wondering my number one favorite verse, go listen to the Holy Spirit podcast last week. Um, talked about um, Ephesians chapter three. Anyways, that's a good one. Um, but this Colossians chapter three, verse two, this has probably been my, you know, classic favorite verse for a while. Um, back when I was in high school, you know how you always get like a class ring or whatever. Um, or most people do when they graduate high school. Um, well, I told my mom, I was like, I don't want a class ring. I'm going to wear that for what, like a few years. Like who, nobody wears their high school class ring. Um, like after that. So I was like, you know what I want? And I played baseball since I was two. Like I was in a diaper running around playing baseball. I told my mom, I was like, I want a class bat. And so I got a custom made um, Louisville slugger bat with my name, class, the year, all that. And nice. my favorite Bible, Bible verse on it. And this uh, Colossians chapter three, verse two is the verse I put on that. So I guess you could say this has been my favorite one for a while. Um, but it is, I'll go ahead and read it. It says, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. And while that is just a, a very simple, like upfront statement, just set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. It seems so simple. Just, you know, do it. it, it it's like Nike slogan. Just do it. It's not hard. Set your mind on things above. Um, but man, that it's a lot harder to put into practice than it is it, to say, you know, um, but I think it's, it's so, such a good reminder for us to, to always be looking towards heaven, um, whether that's obeying what God has said. Um, what does God want for me? That's setting my mind on, on things above. Um, am I living my life to glorify him? That's setting my mind on things above. Am I um, taking my steps, every step with Christ? That's setting my mind on things above. Um, you know, and I think it's such a simple simple verse, set your mind on things above, not on things on earth, but it makes all the world when you actually are able to put it in pre- into practice. So anyways, what are y'all, y'all's thoughts on that one? Well, I'll go ahead and jump in real quick. You know, as we, man, as we go through this life, it's hard not to think about the things that are of this life. <laughs> you know, yeah. we've got, you know, we got food that we need. We have, uh, these material possessions that we like to gather and, and obtain and, you know, I, uh, my wife and I recently watched a, an episode of, of Hoarders, a couple of episodes of Hoarders on Netflix. 
And man, that was, wow. It's one eye opening and two, and in a lot of ways it was, it was one of the episodes in particular was really disgusting, but it's, it's crazy that the things of this life can become our, our home. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's not what we're supposed to do. Right. If you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, right? That's if we are Christians, if we have been raised with Christ, we need to do exactly what verse two says, which is set your mind on things that are above because the things that are of this earth are just not, they're not worth it. Doesn't matter what it is. You could have a, the nicest car of Bugatti Veyron over a million dollar car. And it's not going to mean anything when you pass from this life, you know, you've, you've got to set your mind on the spiritual things. And, um, Anyway, that's, that's a good verse. I, I really well, like it. What you're getting at, Chris, is just the context of verses one through four right here in yeah. Colossians chapter three, um, talking about for um, if you've been raised with Christ and you know, if you've died to your old life, if you've been buried in the waters of baptism, been raised with Christ, you're living a new life for him. Seek the things that are above um, because you've died to that life and your new life is, is with Christ in heaven. It, it's hidden with Christ in God. And then verse four, when Christ, who is your life, you know, you've died to your old life. Christ is your new life. When Christ, who is your life appears, then you will appear with him in glory. You see, um, the, the reason that if you have the, the nicest car, if you, if you have all these possessions, you know, you're watching hoarders. If you have all these things, none of that matters because this world doesn't matter your life will appear when Christ, when Christ appears because Christ is your life. And that's why it's so important to recognize that and realize that while we're still here on earth, that my life is not here on earth. My life is with Christ in heaven. And that's why you need to set your mind on heavenly things. Um, anyways, sorry to jump in, in front of you, Dan. I just wanted to kind of summarize what Chris is saying. <laughs> All good. Uh, every time people talk about hoarders, I, uh, I think about, that time when uh, I was living in an apartment upstairs with my wife and there was a lady downstairs and she was able to persuade a couple young teenagers to move her out. And uh, I remember one day I walked in there and, and I mean, literally it was like two feet deep of just trash. Oh and was, Jeez. I was like, I told those young guys, I was like, don't even worry about this. And, you know, <laughs> I went man. over and I talked to the lady and, Oh man, it, it's a, it's an extreme example of a, yeah, serious, you know, materialistic problem, but, uh, it, it's still, you know, it's something people struggle with today and, uh, we can get caught, even though we might not be hoarders, we can get caught up on material things. And mm -hmm. yeah, this is a great passage, by the way, if you're a new Christian or you're a mature Christian helping to bring new Christians in, into the faith, this is my go-to passage, uh, Dylan, you know, if then you were raised with Christ, okay, what now? Just been baptized, right? What do I do now? This chapter just, just lays it all out there for you. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Here's the, what you do. <laughs> the title of the chapter, not put in there by Paul, but just put in there by, um, by the people that have broken it down into verses, you know, the, the little heading is put on the new self. You know, mm -hmm. that's what this chapter is summarized as, you know, you, you've just been raised with Christ and now what? Um, so, yep. All right. Well, uh, guys, we, we appreciate y'all listening to us and we, uh, we have actually this week, a couple of things that we would like to ask you. One, we would love for you to share the podcast, uh, let people know about it, share it verbally with your friends, with your family, let, 
uh, let people know over social media, however it is that you uh, communicate with others. Let them know about the podcast. Let them know uh, that, that we are here and we're, we're just wanting to talk. And the second request that we have is send us your favorite verse. Send us your favorite verse and an explanation as to why and help to encourage us. We, we hope that this has been an encouragement to you. And uh, we're, we're asking actually for a little bit of encouragement. Just let us know what it is that your favorite verse is and why. And uh, we, uh, we may take the time in, in future episodes to share some of those. Uh, anyway, just wanted to uh, give that to you guys and, and let you run with it. Uh, this has been another episode of uh, the Bible Conversations podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Bible Conversations. You can reach us via email at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. We uh, look forward to hearing from you. We look forward to uh, knowing that, uh, that you are encouraged by the word of God and that you're encouraged by our podcast. And uh, we love you all and we wish you all the best. And until next time, have a wonderful day and uh, go start a conversation with somebody. Thank you.